Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Everyone's doing fantastic. Don't forget tonight at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we've got the What Would Jeff Do show, which is the Q&A show with Joel and myself. And that's always an exciting, um, exciting show. You get all your dog training questions answered. Um, the flavor of the Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show, it's always, um, always, usually, <laughs> it is a single topic um, with some Q&A added in there. And I like to talk about single topics to really stress different points on um, uh, things that can make your life with your dog better. Yesterday, we had a wonderful, um, the second part of the walking course with Bruno um, outside. It was the troubleshooting part and very, very helpful for people. Folks can still buy it if you go to Academy dot uh training.com which is actually where all of our um courses sit um as well as all of our councils sit so i'll just put up the post really quick right now the the the, the um address right now so it's academy.solidcaninetraining.com um a couple of things that i wanted to um uh, discussed this morning on a single topic especially was the power of the heel i think everybody's got a different definition of what heel actually is um a lot of people call loose leash walking heel i personally think there's a difference you can have a dog walking two to three feet in front of you sniffing the ground moving to the right moving to the left but not pulling so is that is that loose leash walking? I mean, technically it is, um, but even though the dog is not pulling, they're still not handler aware. So one of the best things about a proper heel is handler awareness. And why is handler awareness important? Because it tunes the dog in to us to make sure that they're listening paying attention to us um, and I think that's very very important because we never know when we have to give our dog information we never know there's always the what ifs there's always sudden things there's always situations that could be deadly um, or dangerous um, where we have to give our dog information and if they're if they're in tune with us they'll quickly respond more um, also it's a great training and exercise um that turned on a great training and exercise state of mind um routine pretty much with us whenever the dog is on a walk um which i'll be doing after um, a bike ride today with the dogs um whenever the dog is on a walk it's in a heel and heel for us is we have our dogs, if you see, you've seen a lot of our videos um, on Instagram um, and on Facebook. And a lot of times people comment how, oh, the dogs look so miserable. It's not that they're miserable at all. It's that we've trained them that the heel is not just body position, but it's also state of mind. Remember, we're family pet dog trainers. We're not competition trainers. So we don't look for that prancing heel we look for a follow knowing that um knowing that 
most of the dogs that we deal with are leash reactive, aggressive, pull their owners down the streets. If you can create a polar opposite message to the dog, there's so many dogs that feel that the way I heal is pulling, always on alert, always scanning, always sniffing, always marking. And if it's a leash reactive dog, well, you're setting it up, you're adding fuel to the fire for it to be leash reactive. Um, now that's not to say that if you've got a perfect heel, the dog can't be leash reactive. Um, they, 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 they still can, they're two separate things, but it's nice to start leveraging your obedience to start the conversation with your dog. So many people I find are just picking and choosing what they want to work on, what they want to work on. They're, they're not, they're like, well, I don't mind if my dog marks everything and sniffs everything and is in front of me. But when I see another dog, I reel it in and I try my best. And instead, why not just create a walking environment where the dog is calm, it's in follow mode, it's in work mode, which is actually pretty tiring to the dog. And that's going to really, believe it or not, create a better relationship with the dog because it takes communication. It takes communication. I mean, if you have a dog that's even six inches in front of your leg and you want to have a camera communicate with it to move back, the dog needs to be aware of you. The dog needs to be aware of where your leg is. The dog needs to be spatially aware of where the dog's body is. Um, say you make a quick left turn, but the dog is always running into your leg. That's not heel. The dog needs to be aware of where your leg is. So they become very handler aware. With that handler awareness comes so many benefits. Your information, both on the positive side and on the negative side, is going to be tremendous. It's going to be tremendous. So If you don't know how to heal, we've got healing courses, but you can watch hundreds of videos from many people on how to teach a proper heal. Um, we love starting dogs on a leash and some sort of training tool to have better communication with them. But all the dogs can switch over to um, a remote collar. The reason why we love a remote collar so much because it's there's so much you can do. I think most people, even trainers, do not realize what the power of a remote collar can do. Especially with state of mind. I mean, yesterday, yesterday I took, um, we actually both of us took a dog. Um, Joel took Pippa and I took uh, Bruno to Angelo's soccer practice, which by the way, he's killing it. He's, he's really doing well. And I think um, what you're seeing is 
if we can create the dog's state of mind with a remote collar, which we can. So Bruno has a ten, the sense to, he's, an, he's a police dog failure. He's always on alert. Not that police dog failures are always on alert. A lot of dogs are always on alert, but he's always on alert. Teaching him how to be calm and relaxed is, um, you know, uh, challenging. It takes effort. Like right now, he's next to me and his head is up. And I'm not against dogs' heads being up, but he's also started to whine. No. Okay, now he's in a better state of mind. So a great example is I was able to use the remote collar um, with um, with a dog that's six feet away from me while I was still doing a podcast. That's what's great. And he's off leash. And let me just switch cameras real quick. I'm going to talk silently. That's not how I want him. So I don't want him like that. So let me see. Let me see if I can switch that. I'll spin around. And I'm going to go down a little bit lower. Plots. There we go. Did you see that? Did you see his head go down? So by the way, that's at a three on a remote collar. Not that the number matters, but the, this, this, the double down conversation that's out there, just for full, I'm not saying this not from a defensive posture, but there's so much information out there on me about um, um, we're blasting dogs to do double down. There's videos out there. This remote collar goes up to 100. I got him to do a double down on a three. So you just saw it live. I just showed it to you live on the air, unedited. Unedited. Move bumped up to a five. It was out of three though. Three and five, there's not much difference. Um, so anyway, healing is the foundation work for so much training. It will help you with your interior work, with your exterior work. Teaching a dog a proper heal, especially on a remote, will help you with your off-leash recall. Um, so... If you're struggling with healing, we have free videos on healing, but we also have a healing course. Yeah, and Melanie, remember, it's even if it had to be at a level 20, 25, 30, it doesn't matter. They're just numbers. Everybody gets stuck with numbers. But the point is, dogs aren't getting blasted to double down. That was the big point. But I tell people, don't worry about the number, find the right number. But I just say that because the conversation that dogs need to be blasted 
to double down is just an outright blatant lie. So for the folks that are out there making videos on us that say that, they're lying. I just showed you and I've showed it hundreds of times on video. On our videos, on our videos, I've shown it at seminars live. I've shown it on videos live. And like, I don't know where people are getting their information other than folks who have an agenda. So it's always interesting. So the power of the heel is great. If you're struggling, we've got great videos on it. We have a walk the walk course, but the green to graduate course on the green to graduate course, you can, you know what? Hold on one second. Let me just show you. Let me see if it's still up. Let me see if it was taken down yet. That's okay, good. Let me share the screen. So if you look right here, if you go to the Master in the Walk with Your Dog Masterclass, you'll get two videos. You just have to sign up right here. So it says sign up now, press sign up now. Even if you don't want to buy anything from us, subscribe to the channel. Just subscribe to the channel. Get on, our, get on our email list because on our email list, you find out about courses that we offer that are not advertised. And you, you, you also find out about free live courses. So what, what Joelle and I are doing this year is we're doing a lot of um, live training. So it's almost like a live seminar. It's almost like a live seminar. Right. So we have a lot of good mornings here. So we'll just go right through these. Ramona, Constance, Snuggle Buns, Philip, Avi, Melanie, Melissa. Good morning to all of you. Jojo, good good afternoon, everyone. So you're probably in another country. Good morning, Sid. Good morning. Melissa, healing in my mind is they are working, not miserable. Yeah. I mean, dogs are working. It takes thought. It takes thought for them to do. It takes thought for them to do. Uh, Daniel, good morning. How are you? Jojo, I'm seeing with my own eyes just how everything is connected. And the bonus is reactivity subsiding immensely. Yes. And if you have a leash reactive dog, we actually have a leash reactive course. It's like Because leash reactivity is one of the bigger issues that folks struggle with. Separation anxiety and leash reactivity. Big, big issues. I mean, over, overall, overall, just my dog isn't trained is a humongous issue. But people that are going down the training journey, leash reactivity is a huge issue. And the reason why, why are dogs leash reactive? Like five trainers, five answers. But the simplest answer is nobody's told the dog not to be leash reactive. It's actually as simple as that. Nobody has told the dog not to be leash reactive. So, but I'm glad, Jojo, you're seeing the shrapnel effect. Melissa is giving clapping hands for Angelo. Gretchen, Angelo is an impressive kid. He really is. He, he's, having, he's having fun. He's never played sports in his life. He's definitely not an athletic person. So soccer this year, just a month ago, was his first foray into organized sports. And he's doing great because he's not natural at it. And, and his attitude, though, is incredible. 
It's incredible. I mean, and he's making great progress. His kicks are twice as strong. He's getting into the game more instead of being a little bit on the shyer side. He's getting right in the middle of the the the, 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 the ball play where, you know, there's action going on. He's getting in there and getting that ball and trying to get it, you know, to the right person, you know, um, that, that one of the, one of the better players, that's his goal. And he's doing great. He's doing really, really, really great. Rodrigo says, I'm having difficulty teaching heel to my dog. He doesn't pull the leash, but he always is trying to go ahead and have to be correct all the time. So Rodrigo, I would, um, and you lost, you lose your patience. Yeah. I mean, I understand why you lose your patience. I would suggest getting our, um, the class I just put up. It's $77. Get that class on the walk. It'll change your life. It'll change your life. I mean, it, we're showing everything we do to get a dog to have a great heel. We're showing everything we do to get a dog to get a great heel. JoJo says, thumbs up. Um, Melanie says, again, level three. That's awesome. Yeah. And again, um, I can't stress enough that if it was a level three or 13 or 23, it's the, the way that does the dog perceives the level. Always remember, it's on the animal's perception. These are just numbers. They're numbers on a dial. It's how does the dog perceive it? How does the dog perceive it? That's what's really, really important. Cheryl says, hello, everyone. Melissa, walk the walk was awesome. Great. Uh, Murph says, after watching yesterday's live, I took my dog out for a walk. He forged and healed when he's not wearing his e-collar. I tried to heal tap once. That one second light tap put him back in a, in a proper heel. Awesome. Yeah. We demonstrated the heel tap. But why didn't he have his e-collar on? People are so too quick to get the e-collar. Too, too quick to get the e-collar off. I've had an interesting topic for tomorrow's show, too. Tomorrow's show, um, I read a post this morning that really inspired me um, to do a show, uh, my next show on this. So um, tune in to tomorrow's show because that's going to be a good one. Um, Joe Joe's complimenting Murph. Good job, Murph. Took him out this morning for a walk. And what do you know? No more forging on the walk. Good. So the reason why, one of the reasons why, Murph, your dog is not forging on the walk is because now your dog is believing you. Your dog has to buy into a belief system. It's so important. It's, it's so, so, so important that your dog buys into a belief system. Kim says, me too. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning. Murph, uh, thanks, JoJo. Emma, uh, afternoon, good afternoon. How did the bike incident go? LOL. Oh, so as you know, we have some time here. So as you know, yesterday morning, right after the show, Two kids were in the street. Two kids were right at our house. So to get to our house from the street, you've got to go through, we have three cars. You've got to go through three cars, go up two different walks, like switchbacks. It's not a straight shot. And our bicycles are um, right 
underneath the kitchen window because we ride them a lot. And two young ladies, elementary school, they go to elementary school, were standing there touching them. And then all of a sudden they see Joelle and they see the video cameras and they go, oh my gosh, they have video cameras and they run away. So Joelle tells me that. I get in my truck. I race down the street. I stopped, I don't know, two or three houses in front of, of where they are. I mean, I'm sorry, behind where they are. I get out of my truck. I start yelling and screaming. And, um, and I took, you know, nobody was claiming responsibility. So I just picked up one of the bikes that they had left in the street because they all scattered. And I'm like, well, you, if you want this bike back, you have your parents come to the house. You know where I live because you just try to steal one of our bikes and I'll be happy to give you the bike back. I mean, I don't want their bike, um, but I'll be happy to give you your bike back, but I want to talk to an adult. So they went into the school and I guess they told the teacher a lie. And then um, when they went home, they told their parents a lie. Like I was, I ran them down and um, uh, uh, stole their bike. That's the story that they said. It's like, you know, kids are kids. I was a kid once. I was actually a really bad kid once. Um, really bad kid. Um, so we were at the soccer game last night and the police are at our ring camera. So I just talked to them through ring and I said, Oh, we're not home. We'll be home at eight o'clock. And we got there, the police were there and they told us what the kids said. And I'm like, well, obviously that's not what happened. Um, and we've got it all on video. So, um, they took down my number I gave the police the bike back. I said, I was just going to take this bike to the school and let you guys deal with it. Let the principal deal with it. Because I talked to the principal of the school. And then they took the bike back to the house that it belonged to. It was a little boy's bike. And um, uh, the mom called me up. And we talked. And she's not mad at us. She's mad at her kids. <laughs> trying to steal a bike um and uh the kids got in a lot of trouble from their mom more trouble from their mom than they did anybody else so you don't want the wrath of your mom and um and that's it and that's it i just think it's like kids you don't want to be going into people's house yards and stealing things it's a really bad road to go down that's the road that i went down you know, I went down that road and um, uh, I got in a lot of trouble as a younger kid. And and um, uh, hopefully this was a lesson that they learned. We'll see. Um, so that was a bike incident. Obviously, it was awesome. Murph, uh, Chris says, appreciate you, Jeff, and everyone here. I didn't know there was another way to fix females' dogs until someone brought it up. You all rock. That's good. Oh, good. Murph says, thanks, Avi. Cheryl, um, oh, yes, the bikes do tell. Yes. Yeah, I want to hear about the bike, too. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. Actually, no, it happened before the show because I actually said I might have to leave the show 
to go deal with it. That's what it was. That's what it was. It did happen before the show. Um, uh, Melissa says, tightened up one of my dog's sloppiness on our walk with your walk to walk. Good. Oh, great. What have I, what I have done with my other dogs that worked, didn't work for her. Your walk to walk help with what I needed. Thank you. Yeah. And, and I'm a, the theme of tomorrow's show is going to be a little bit touching on that to a lot touching on that, Melissa. So you definitely want to turn and in, tune into tomorrow's show because, um, as a professional rehabber and behavior modification person and trainer, um, folks, a lot of folks don't understand what folks like myself are actually doing. Actually doing. Uh, Jojo says, I've gone back to foundations, Jeff. I got e-caller course and green to graduate. My working, my GSD was attacked by three off-leash dogs. Aye, aye, aye. So getting through those reactivity has been difficult. Yes. The best way to fuck up a dog is, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. The best way for your um, dog to be fucked up is having a um, one or three, in your case, dogs attack your dog. And now your dog becomes leash reactive almost every time, almost every time. So that's why we're huge advocates of neutralizing threats which is usually booting the dog, um, hitting the dog with a stick. And people think that's mean, but now Jojo is left with a leash reactive dog who didn't have a leash reactive dog prior. And if Jojo can't fix it herself, she might have to go to a, um, she might have to go to a, uh, uh, Board and train. It sucks. We see it all the time. Um, I'm gonna press, is it Cynthia? Cynthia, what is Walk the Walk? Walk the Walk is one of our online courses that we have at academy.solidcaninetraining.com. But if you get the Green to Graduate course, which I highly recommend, it's included in it. It's included in it. So it will help you get an incredible walk, an incredible heel. There's a big difference between a casual walk and an incredible heel. And um, uh, hold on one second. So Bruno was um, scratching, sitting up and scratching. And I just stopped Bruno from scratching and got him to lay down. Again, all with a remote collar. So I've got a dog six feet away from me. He was scratching. And I'm not against scratching. But he doesn't need to scratch because he stopped. So he stopped scratching and he laid down. So he was sitting up scratching, making noise. And now he's laying down, not scratching. The power of shock, remote, electronic towers. They're all the same thing. They're all the same thing. Um, Georgia said, wish I'd done this sooner. You know what? You know, I wish a lot of things, but I think that you just have to, it is what it is. Um, it is what it is. 
Uh, we'll look into the class. Thank you. I have a couple of deaf dogs as well. So hand gesture is huge. But it's so first of all, do more than look into the class, Cynthia. Not to put pressure on you, buy the class. Follow the class. But all dogs need to be trained, deaf, blind, and hearing dogs. And you can incorporate hand signals into it. That's just going to be a marker. You, you still have to remember, a hand signal only works when the dog understands what the hand signal actually means. So I think it's important that folks understand that. Sue O'Rourke says, love the idea of boarding train at your house. It's reassuring to owners to know that their dog is getting that level of attention. I mean, but even in our training center in New England, we have staff that stays there 24-7. But the the benefit, I'm actually downsizing my board and train company. A lot of people are growing. A lot of people want to grow. So by moving the training center to Florida, it's going to be a more of a whole, it is going to, not more of, it is going to be a home environment um, board and train where we take fewer dogs to get more training and um, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, what, uh, Maggie, what class do you recommend for beginning the eCal or the Mellie's 11 months? So at 11 months old, I mean, your dog, it's too late. I mean, just not to rub it in, but your dog can be fully trained. I would get the green to graduate, Maggie. I would get the green to graduate because that's going to take your dog all the way from foundation work all the way through remote cower off-leash work. And if you follow it step-by-step step, by 13 months old, you'll have a fully off-leash trained dog. Bulldog says, uh, good afternoon, my dog lunches, probably lurches. Only when a dog comes toward us on a narrow road, difficult. Yeah, that is difficult. Even the best behaved and trained dogs will do that. Create space. Create a little bit of space. You can also correct for any loading. See if there's any loading. Like look down, see if there's any loading going on. And you can you can uh, do that. But I always make space with my own dogs. I don't need to walk by other dogs to, to prove a point at all. Um, Emma says, I watched your biking with a dog video last night. Love it. I can't wait to give this a go. We need to overcome reactivity first as the only place I can cycle is not the widest track and usually full of dogs off lead. Yeah, you got to be careful. You got to be careful. Um, but we bike every day and we put it up on Instagram stories. So... I'll bike again today. We bike every day. Every day. Um, Allison says, I've been waiting for the bike update. That's the stolen bike update. Um, what course or Maggie over YouTube would you recommend for beginning cow training? Oh, that's going to be the green to graduate, Maggie. Green to graduate. Green to graduate. Um, when my dog wears a Z collar, he's compliant, which is great. But when he's not, he pushes the limits. I want to focus on have the same behaviors with or without. Well, Murph, I don't know how much you're doing training if you've gotten a correction level, if your words mean anything. Um, but don't be so quick to get the dog off the remote collar. 
get be so quick about eliminating your problems. There's no shame in that. For some reason, everybody wants to get off the e-cower, but nobody wants to get off the martingale cower. E-cower is going to be more effective anyway. Obviously, I love the story. Murph says, with or without. Melanie says, I'm glad the mother was receptive and not a douchebag. No, she was, I mean, people are rational when you are historically, historically, and I'm so low key. I'm just like, like, like even the principal said that I should call the police. I'm like, I'm not going to call the police. I'm like, they're, they're young. They're like 10, 11 years old, maybe 12. I'm like, like this is that this is internal family stuff. This is internal family stuff. But I believe it's a single mom from what it sounds like. It's like she has she works 12 hour shifts. She's got enough on her plate. Um the kids are gonna are gonna pay the price worse than any police would ever be able to do. I already know that speaking with her. And um the kids are going to learn an important lesson. You can't go into people's yards and try to take stuff. Okay, watch. He's scratching again. He must have it. He must have an itch. Let me. Let me. Um. Let me switch cameras again. Okay. See this. Remote cower. Remote cower in action. So that's what's fantastic about a remote cower. Um, good parenting is disciplining when needed consequence for their actions. Yeah. Yep. Oh, and she, there'll be a consequence. She's old school. There'll be a consequence. WGB, good morning to you. Um, can I walk my great Pyrenees while having a cup? Good, yes. Cup of coffee, yes. Isn't that the best feeling? That's a true test. Can you drink a cup of coffee while you're walking your dog? That's a great test. Kim says, uh, not only that, um, people on the other end aren't as kind as you. The kids could have been severely injured. I mean, they wouldn't have been injured by me. I mean, uh, I just think that This is the thing, and it's like after, after there's a second part of the story. After school, while we were while we were just finishing up our live, we we're just finishing up our live walk course. I see the kids walking down the street, and I don't know if they saw me, and and went into in between a house, or they just went into a house. What I thought was like, oh, there's the kids again. They're going into someone's yard, and I'm like, oh. Are they going to steal something? So I was like, well, let me go check it out. So I walked down there. I went in between the houses. And there was like 20 kids out. And the same kids from the morning were there. And I, like, whose bike do I have? And a little kid raised up his hand. And I'm like, okay, well, tell your tell your mom or dad um, that you can have the bike back. Like, I don't want your bike. You know, I don't want it. You know, it's like... And have them come and talk to me. 
and you can have your bike, but I'd like to talk to your parents, please, because kids lie. You know, I did when I was a little kid. Um, but they're they're lucky they dealt with a rational person. Person, now watch out for your chickens. I know that two, three chickens escaped from the yard yesterday. I've got, I've got a, I've got a secure the chicken yard tremendously it's funny because when we first got the chickens i was like we need to put a roof on it we need to do this we need to do this and joelle um because i've had chickens before it's like no they want to stay at the house and because she watches a lot of videos on like free-range chickens just like being around yards and they don't escape and i'm like okay trust me though these chickens are going to want to get out and what do you know they dug a hole underneath the fence and they ended up in our neighbor's yard. And we don't know our neighbors. And we had three of our chickens in the yard. So um, way to get them. So now this weekend, I've got to put more chicken wire into the ground, into the ground. So that's my work for this weekend. I got a lot of work for this weekend. I've got 15 bags of mulch to put down at one of my houses. Um, nice bike story. I thought everybody shoots before asking questions in the U.S. I'm from Holland, Europe. Um, bulldog, uh, not with kids, not with kids that young. If it was an adult, that would be a different story because I'm a proud gun owner. I'm a proud gun owner. So, um, if you come on my property and you're looking in my cars, um, if you're trying to take something, um, there'll be a, there'll be a consequence, but with kids, I like spoken word, spoken word with children is, is more scary than anything else. But also I scale my confrontation and I'm not a confrontational person, but I'll scale it based on a lot of factors. But I don't know of anybody that's going around shooting 10-year-old children. Um, uh, Melissa says, had a dog attacked as well um, on our property by two dogs that came in after my son. My dog went through the screen to usher my son to safety. Um, he almost died. He was rough to get out in the yard again, but he did, thank God. Yeah, yeah, off-leash dogs are a problem. They're a big problem. We have, we have, a, we have that problem around here. Uh, VW, I do, I do want to get the nail trimming course and the heel course. Is that the walk to walk? Yeah, but I would go with the green to graduate course. But you, but inside the green to graduate course is the walk to walk. But there is a price difference if you just want to get the walk to walk, get the walk to walk. But it doesn't show you how to do the remote collar heel. So the walk to walk is the best course. When it comes to everything, Jojo says I had no chance of fighting the other dogs off on my own or kicking them off. The sad part is, Jeff, I sought help from several trainers. One just advised me to buy a Bark Be Gone device. Yeah, I mean, you're better off with bear spray, spraying the dogs in the face, as opposed to what a lot of people would think. You know, 
but none of the other trainers wanted to work with my dog due to him being a working line GSD and he's big. So what? Are you a dog trainer or not? You're a fucking pussy. Just goes to show, uh, just goes to show, doesn't it? Thanks for your help. You're welcome. Yeah, I mean, people that are turning down dogs because of their breed, it's like, well, then make a recommendation of where they can go. But who cares if he's a working line dog? So what? Those dogs usually can be easier because they've got drive. You know, Kim says, my feet hit the floor and the e-cower goes right on the dog. Yep. Um, obviously, says, there's no wrath like a scorned mom. Oh, she was not happy with the situation. Emma, following green to graduate, only days in. We have a lot of foundation already in place. My big burning question, my dog is reactive. How do I drop the long line and start proofing before I'm confident my dog can be Dog neutral in the case one comes into view. Um, role play, role play, role play, role play, role play. That's the big. That's the biggest thing. Just try not to use the leash as much and use the remote, and use your voice and your body movements, and not rely on the leash. And then you can, then you can do a leash drag. Put the leash in your pocket. Try to make the dog um, have the dog move different different positions, um, and do uh, you feel comfortable? Murph says, "I just want consistency across the board with his behavior, so I want him to know that even if he's not wearing his collar, there'll be consequences for non-compliance. We train an hour a day. Um, you have to have a way of delivering the consequence, though. If the remote's not on." Um, Deb says down here in Bradenton, Sarasota. Good morning. Almost missed this morning podcast. Missed my dogs. Hope your home searching is going well. Kim says, LOL, you should have got the mother to make her kids do community service on most chefs' properties. LOL. I don't think I want these kids on any of my properties. I'll let the mom handle it. I got a feeling the mom is going to handle it. very appropriately. Um, Paris says, great talking to you yesterday. I'm going to schedule a consult uh, once I get some videos. What level are you using for Bruno for scratching right now? Um, I'm not going to tell you, Paris. I'm, I'm not going to tell you because not to be a dick, but the level that I use for Bruno is has nothing to do with the level for your dog. The level I use, it's low level, it's single digits. But the level I use, but it doesn't make a difference. If it took me 50 to stop the scratching, 50 would be. 50 would be. Get a chicken tractor, super easy. I know, but our yard, Kathy, is not set up for a chicken tractor. It's not set up for it. We have a very small backyard. Very small. Murph says, Jojo, bear mace works well and it gives you 30 feet between you and the other dogs. Yep. Um, Deb says, found three great possibilities in Bradenton. One near, um, oh, oh, one near that park. That park, we were at that park last night. That's a great park. Get a tour, go in, go in and ask for a tour of all the things they have at that park. They've got everything. They've got tennis, pickleball, 
sports, basketball, swimming. I mean, Olympic sized swimming pools, um, tons of activities, a workout room. Um, there's so much, there's so much there. And that's a nice neighborhood. Jojo says, I felt very lonely when it came to my dogs, my dog and I getting help for a new fun reactivity lesson learned the hard way yourself. And Joel have provided me with the tools and guidance with the course. Yeah. When you have a, when you have a dog that's really struggling, it is a lonely life because there's not a lot of people that will help you. There's not a lot of people that will help you. It's sad. It's sad. It's sad, but that's the reality of it. And again, let me just get everybody over to um, this right here. Subscribe to our channel no matter what. Sign up now if you want to get the Master in the Walk Masterclass. And here's all of our courses if you scroll down. Okay. We'll be offering shadow programs soon, and we have a mastermind coming up. So you can click on all these to learn more about those. And our best-selling course is The Green to Graduate. All right. All right, everybody. I hope everybody has a fantastic day. Don't forget tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, will be the What Would Jeff Do show. And on that, we do um, all of our Q&A for your dog training questions. All right, madly in love with all of you. Take care, and um, I will see you tonight or tomorrow morning. All right, okay, bye-bye.